0: to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schreeder, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? It is a beautiful 60-something degree sunny day here in early November, which is very unusual for us in Pennsylvania. I'm grateful for the warmth and the sun, and it makes me so much more aware of the unpredictable nature of our climate. I found it extremely difficult the past few weeks to record my podcast episodes. There is such a drawing inward happening that to express outwardly through writing or speaking has become cumbersome and challenging. In times like this, I find it most helpful to speak to the challenge itself, as that tends to help things begin to flow again. I don't know if you heard that buzzing, a um, yellow jacket just landed on my head while I'm talking, so wanting to have their part of the conversation as well. I have a few friends who've recently been stung by multiple Yellow Jackets all at once. They're extremely aggressive this time of year. Territorial. They feel the winter coming. The coolness slows them down, makes them more defensive. I'm looking in the reflection of my phone which I record on and watching this Yellow Jacket climbing through my hair. I'm not sure what it's looking for in my golden head, <laughs> but I hope it's gentle with its explorations. <laughs> they are very easily prompted to sting, and a sting on the scalp I'm sure would be uncomfortable. So let's hope this goes well. <laughs> so what is it that Yellow Jacket is wanting to bring to this conversation? I think of their energy as just um, incredibly assertive, uh, very um, (laughs) boundary-oriented, and uh, they communicate their boundaries extremely forcefully. They're able to sting multiple times, unlike other bee species, Um, and so they can deliver their message over and over and over again with force. I'm aware that Mars is going retrograde in Gemini. Mars being that aggressive, assertive initiator of change and consciousness and awareness. Gemini being mutable air, this energy of the exchange of ideas. So this sort of aggressive pollination of ideas So perhaps Yellow Jacket is here to reiterate that energy of Mars retrograde in Gemini. That we need to boldly assert what is true for us. That could be hard right now because we have a square with Neptune and Pisces, which makes things really confusing, and a lunar eclipse coming on the 8th, which is also sort of obscuring of what the truth is, but if we can wait. And listen deeply things will become clear and then we can communicate that clarity with assertiveness in the way yellow jacket does I think that's part of what is making it so difficult for me to create right now Um, I'm feeling very much in the depths in that Neptune and Pisces energy I've been looking really closely at how shame has been used as a tool um, by the architects of power and the difference between healthy shame, which is the shame we feel when we know a connection in community has been broken, that we have hurt someone and that that shame propels us to repair the disconnect, to make amends to reorient ourselves to the mores and the values of the group so that we can belong. That is the evolutionary function of healthy shame. But the architects of power have corrupted shame. And instead of it being a healthy compass point for reorienting ourselves within a group, it's now a toxic underlying belief that shame makes us believe that we are inherently wrong, inherently bad, and that we must constantly be working to prove our goodness, our rightness, our value. And any misstep creates a fissure through which the world could see the truth of who we are, the truth of our inherent wrongness, dirtiness, failure, and that constant need to keep the the underlying shame hidden, or outmoded or disproven is what drives a lot of our choices and activities in the world. And that is by design. Our communities, our culture have been created around the management of shame. This is especially true for women who have been taught that we are inherently shameful because of the way our bodies bleed because Eve created the fall from the Garden of Eden through her desire, her lust. Our uh, mood swings are are shameful, they make us hysterical, um, hyster being the word both for uterus and insanity, hysteria, hysterectomy, Um, So, there is this link between the inherent fallibility, um, dirtiness, wrongness of womb-bearers and this shame that drives all things. Um, Women's behavior in extremely rigid uh, religious societies, especially, is known to shame the husband. And so if a woman shames her husband through her emotions, through her sexuality, through her lack of bearing sons, then the, the male in the relationship has the right to punish her for that. This, this, this sort of inborn idea that the masculine is meant to keep the feminine in check. And in that way, we're tied together in the shame cycle. You know, I have a 17-year-old daughter, and she has taught me so much about gender fluidity and non-binary gender orientations and sexualities. And I wonder, when I listen to her and her friends, if this evolution of gender identity might be our way of sort of wiggling out of this shame cycle as a species, when we free ourselves from the shame that comes from being a female, or the shame that comes from being a male who can't control his female counterpart. And we allow ourselves to just be a human expressing sexuality in a way that's unique to us and no one can control if it's sort of an off-ramp of this gender-oriented shame cycle. Of course, I don't know, I have no answers about that, but lots of musings and questions. And in my own life, what would it be like to reclaim this energy of shame as a healthy compass point to bring me into belonging and to alchemize, weaponize shame that keeps me believing I'm inherently wrong, bad, and disgusting? These are the things I've been musing musing on here in the deep. Um, And maybe once I have more clarity about what that looks like, I'll have the energy of yellow jacket to begin expressing that those boundaries really clearly and forcefully in my own life, no longer participating in the dance of shame, weaponized shame, curated and cultivated by the architects of power. The institutions that we have created um, are built on shame. We missed an orthodontist appointment last week uh, while my seven-year-old was very, very sick with RSV, I just completely forgot about the orthodontist appointment, which uh, triggered my medical trauma and my medical shame and made me start to wonder, am I going to get a penalty? Am I going to have to pay for missing this appointment? Are they going to speak down to me when I called to reschedule? Um, and I realized that this shame was not leading me towards more connection and belonging and care for my children, that this shame was weaponized and was sending me into the margins, into isolation. And I can see how people who are in need of care um, in the healthcare system and who are repeatedly shamed as a way of controlling their behavior actually become more alienated, more isolated, more in need, and less able to receive the resources that they need and that this is actually a form of resource allocation and rationing by increasing the barriers for the neediest among us to get the care that they require actually rations um, and sort of terraces the health care that is given out in this country I have actually attended whole conferences on this topic years ago about the this subtle rationing of healthcare in the United States through means just like this, shaming, outcasting, alienating. They have these um, three strikes and you're out policies in, in some medical practices where if you're late to appointments or don't show up for your appointments three times, they will remove you from the practice. And the people among us who need the most care are the least able to get transportation to their appointments on time, Um, The buses don't always run when they're supposed to. It can be a very difficult transport to get to a bus station and then get to the doctor's office. We don't have reliable public transit here in rural Pennsylvania. And so this shame cycle actually costs people their lives. When it's weaponized. This is also true in the education system. Uh, When my daughter was in second grade... A young man in her classroom was not able to keep up with the work. Looking back, we know now he was neurodivergent, but when Ashlyn was seven years old, she didn't understand what was happening. And her teacher dumped his desk out in front of the whole class and made him clean it up and humiliated him. She weaponized shame against this child to try to force compliance. How many times do we see that? weaponizing shame to force compliance I've already pointed to instances in healthcare and education how about religion unwed mothers children born in sin you know there are so many ways to get yourself shamed in uh, in very rigid religions religions like Christianity, and it and Islam. And what has that done to us? We have an epidemic of bullying in the United States. Just this week, a 15-year-old child in the Gettysburg School District, which is near us, took their own life as a result of weaponized shame. How does the need to numb that shame lead to things like opiate addiction, alcoholism, self-harm, pathological isolation? The COVID pandemic injected such cruelty To the way we shame each other in person and on social media and has deepened the pathological effects of weaponized shame in all the ways that we try to subdue it suppress it numb it and some of the people in our midst instead of feeling the shame and responding with the need to manage their own shame they take on the power of the shamer and and bear the role of the inquisitor, finding people to shame, to get them back into compliance, using the tools of humiliation, which have become rampant on social media and in person. Is this who we are? Is this who you are? Do we really believe that we are inherently wrong, bad, born in sin? If you have ever looked into the eyes of a newborn, there can be no question of the innocence and the purity and the preciousness of that child just as they are. The architects of power who taught us to believe a child is evil until proven worthy through baptism by the church has created so much harm. When we were visiting Ireland, we visited graves of children who were born before they could be baptized. Some parents would sneak out in the middle of the night to bury their baby in shame. their baby had not been baptized. The kinds of atrocities that have been visited upon this planet and our people because of weaponized shame are absolutely predatory and in my opinion evil. Creating stories that corrupt the most innocent among us, babies, those with incredible need, medically, financially, women and children, the immune compromised, any architect of power who singles out these populations as the place to act out their power dynamic and to control the population and their beliefs and their behaviors is acting from a place of predatory evil. And those powers are ramping up on the planet right alongside the ramping up of love and compassion and cooperation. And so I'll end this week by just asking, whose world do you want to live in? The world created by the architects of power, who would tell you stories about your unworthiness and need for their ability to save you, and living in constant fear that your unworthiness might shine through or a world where we know we are equal. We are inherently good. We all come out of the same good earth and our stories are woven together by the earth herself. That all separation that we create between us is simply the beautiful flowering expression of diversity that this ecosystem relies on for health. I know what world I want to live in. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist.